Welcome to Faz Radio. It's Faz here and Titan here all day, all Faz. <laughs> Happy Friday. All your Faz are belong to us. I should look at or... all your Faz. Well, so, what if they don't have any Faz in them? Then whatever Faz they get are ours. I need to get some Faz in them. I, I did make a Faz coin at one time. So, yeah. It's called and Trial Faz. It's on them, the Tron blockchain. A lot of them have Faz bugs, zip bugs. Yep, we do have the Faz zip bugs. There are Faz things re- out there. You really got to resurrect that again. That was going in a really good direction, and we lost steam on it. Well, I lost steam because I had some personal things I'm still taking care of. I'm I'm moving, so uh, once I get that solved and slowed down, then I can get back to my bugs again. I believe right. there's still some for sale at the moment, though. Um, I've still got. I was. Uh, I still got that second uh, envelope. I've got to open. We'll do that on a Fazcast too. That's right. So we have. I was some... waiting for that to happen, and then we got sidetracked with all that gala news, and we never did get to open that on the air. So because uh, I've been doing a lot of moving, I've been out of the loop, and apparently a lot of shit has happened during the last week that you were catching me up on last night. Yes. The the week has... We, we've talked in the past about some of these weeks that we're, we're talking and there's like nothing going on and people are getting bored and people are getting restless. Well, guess what? Not anymore. Um, the, the big news, the second big crypto bank has... Gone to sleep with the fishes. Silvergate. Um, Silvergate. Silvergate was the first. Silicon Valley Bank, SVB. Is that a crypto bank? It is. It is heavily tied to crypto. It is not a crypto bank, but it is heavily. A lot of the large and semi-large uh, crypto projects and places had portions apparently and again this is all so new this happened like last night today apparently usdc so, is tied to silver yes. uh, to, to uh, silicon valley bank, bank i haven't gotten that far yet so this this bank was where a lot of heavy hitters kept money uh as of so listen so as of three days ago this bank had a credit rating of a all right, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, bloop, GON well, gone. Well, they didn't. They didn't fold. The SEC shut them down. By uh, regulators shut them down. Uh, well, I wouldn't say shut here. them. Well, I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it shut them down. It basically, scared the bejesus out of them. And uh, the California usual, Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. <laughs> Sounds like the uh, the office of, of of what what's that religion and vice? <laughs> but um, Friday said it has taken possession of Silicon Valley Bank. The reason it said was to inadequate liquidity and insolvency. So they took over the damn bank. They took it over. They didn't shut it down. That's what I was trying to explain. Well, so basically, it caused a mini bank run and scared the bejesus out of everybody and now they're sitting in a pile of shit 
So this this bank has ties to Circle. Circle apparently, and again, this is all unconfirmed by like super reliable sources. This is like people who have credibility talking about it. So I would tend to believe them rather than not believe them. Um, so basically saying, you heard rumors from people you trust. Got it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and they're saying these, these media outlets that I think have a better track record of not bullshitting people. Um, they're saying that they've tied, they've tied, there hasn't been a confirmation. They've tied what they've read in the past about some of Circle's reserves being at Silicon Valley Bank. So that could impact USDC. And it wouldn't surprise me if Gensler tipped off these these regulatory bodies because he's made his case against going against stable coins, especially with all this uh, CBDC talk. Um, going after a bank that harbored some assets of a very popular stable coin such as uh, USDC. Hmm. So is okay, this is this is interesting because it ties it both together. So I had some extra cash laying around. And I said, well, I'm not going to use this. So let me go ahead and throw it up on Gemini. And if I see a good buy on something, because this was, I don't know, maybe month, six weeks ago. If I see a good buy on something, if something takes a, a big shit all of a sudden and, and it's a good thing, I'm going to grab something. And it usually takes a few days, you know, to get over there and settle so that you can withdraw. I don't like keeping stuff. On exchanges, so when I buy something, I like to be able to pull it off right away. So I usually wait a week. So I go, okay. Well, so I go to my coin stats. I'm a I'm a big fan of coin stats. I'm also experimenting with Delta as a crypto tracker, but right now my main is is crypto stats or coin stats. I'm sorry, and coin stats shows my money as USD stable assets along with USDC underneath it as stable really? coin. They're actually, they're, they're referring to it, at least CoinStats is, is that the dollar's stable. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. I got to log back into CoinStats here. I want to see what it says for me, but I don't think I have any USDC sitting anywhere. Um, you, well, so let me see if I can screen share just a portion of that. I don't think I can. I don't want to put my whole damn portfolio up. Let me see if I can take a screenshot. I don't know how to do that on a Mac. I'm new to a Mac. How do you take a screenshot on a Mac? Beats me. I don't do Macs. <laughs> Oh, I see lots of green, though. Apple's Looks a walled like... garden, man. Hey, I got it for, for the casting, for the video production, for all of that stuff. And my, you, you've even commented my quality is a million times better. And I can video. I'm learning this, this iMovie thing. And, man, is this thing powerful. It's really cool. 
you'll see it uh, on that new cast. I'm doing a lot with that. Where is it? Where is my <clears throat> my stable? Yeah, here. Well, let me, crypto's starting to jump back this? up again. Yeah, I said lots of green. I'm looking at. How do you take a fucking screenshot? Let me Google it. So that's a good question. Why would why would crypto go up after a bank run? It's not it's not as tied anymore to that. People are okay. So people are probably taking a lot of their money and stuffing it in crypto to avoid the banks. Let's hope that that's the smart thing to do. For well, then, sake. well, if they're if they're they're going up the on and off ramps, then how can you use this crypto? I don't have a command button. I don't have a Mac keyboard. How else can you do it? Uh, command shift three. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just looking at the Ethereum chart on Coinbase, and it's jumped up like a whole shitload. Since oh shit. That just worked. like an hour ago like well how do i how do i do it how do i do it where i can cut it are you oh. talking to me are you talking to talking somebody to, else yeah. oh wait there's an edit window see oh shit this is the titan show he's just talking to himself now <laughs> i'm trying all right i'm not i'm not going to keep messing with this at any rate it says USD, and it's a gray coin. It says USD, and it says stable.USD. Okay. So it's considered a stable not token. So anyway, this bank, this bank, we're going to see over the next couple of days, we're going to see how much in assets is there. And I was talking to Faz. Part of that conversation was that I, I do I do think after FTX, I think a lot of these crypto entities and exchanges have realized having exposure in large amounts to any type of financial institutions are not a really good idea. And I'm, I'm pretty sure most of these places were smart enough to start spreading their assets among four, five, six institutions to keep their assets in. Um, so I don't think you're going to see, you know, one entity that's going to get wrecked and cause like five others to get wrecked through there. Um, <laughs> CryptoView's already shilling XRP. Hey, CryptoView. Um, so to hopefully respark what you were talking about, because it was a really poignant statement, well, several statements that you made. We were talking yesterday about uh these stable coins being viewed as an investment because you thought that that was crazy that mm -hmm. the stable coin and, and wondering why that was and you you had given some great context on what you felt the future of these stable coins was going to be if they're regarded as an investment do you remember kind of what oh. you were talking about maybe you can help me out with some of the things i said and then i can Lama on um, that. Um, so you had mentioned that down the road, the stable coins will most likely, because I was talking about, you know, you have these algorithmic coins and they're not, right now they're not working, but eventually they would work. And you had mentioned uh, there's other ways to structure these stable coins other than algorithmic. Well, um, 
Jeez, I'm wondering. Well, there's there's obviously the basket of currencies. Uh, yeah, direction. that's where you were going with that. You you made a, a couple of really good points but on that. If I if I would have made a point, maybe I would have said these algorithmic um, coins um, might be leading the value in the world, and then and then um, maybe people will follow that instead of in, instead of an algorithmic coin using a dollar. The, the dollar as a base for anything, it would just have its own base. And then we talked uh, a little about UST. And the we talked about previous shows where we did a show comparing stable coins and which stable coins were ranked the highest as far as what they had for reserves. No and, recollection of this. Yeah, we did a cast on it, so you'll have to go back if you guys want to see then. it. Just yeah, just search back there. But we talked about it and the circumstances around it, and we found that uh, I believe it was Pax USD. And Gemini were considered by most of the places that we pulled research up on as the two safest as far as proof of reserves. Um, we what, saw... I, what I think I remember talking to you about last night is saying that um, even if a coin doesn't have use, it can have value as long as people start yes. using it. And if, if, if a whole bunch of people believe that USD, uh, well, it's just... That's where we argued about USDT, because you were saying that most of the world uses USDT instead of USDC. Okay, fine. If, if people think that USDT has value, then they will just use that instead of the dollar. Now, of course, it's somehow pegged to the dollar right now, but I mean, it, 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 any coin doesn't need to be pegged to the dollar um, if people start using it as, as, as a stable coin. Um, it's just that the, the, the exchange rate with the dollar will be all over the place um, because it'll be following its own drummer. So we didn't get into this, but this is something I did want to talk about briefly before we move on from these stable coins. With it being pegged to the dollar, and if the U.S. government continues on their path of destroying the dollar and the world reserve currency switches... Do you think they will keep these stable coins tied to the dollar, or do you think they'll tie it to another crypto? Oh well, heck! I mean, there, isn't there like a, um, a U.S. Isn't there a tether that's pe pegged to the Mexican peso and, well, and stuff it's like relative. that? You could you could make you can make a stable coin pegged to anything. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, they totally pop up. If but do not you already. think they would tie it to like Bitcoin? Why not? If but Bitcoin, do you think they will? <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Well, it, it I, I don't know. I think that's a political question. Uh, it, it certainly is possible and, and, and the most likely, in my opinion. But as far as as far as what the what the winds, you know, the, the tarot cards of the future say, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it just depends. Um, Bitcoin, I think, is 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 in the best position to be something that you could base a stable coin on. Uh, the question is who um, who controls, who has most the most Bitcoin right now? You know? Well, it, that's relative also because there's inactive wallets that hold a ton of Bitcoin. I think Sailor's the, uh, the, the, the most active whale. He has, I think... I mean, does it, does it really matter? Because who holds the most U.S. dollars in the world right now? Well, we don't know. But uh, we know who issues it, 
And does does it matter? Well, you have a, you have certain people that have the, the most U.S. dollars in the world, and they're happy with that. Uh, basing uh, a new stable coin on Bitcoin would just make whoever has the most Bitcoin the richest. Um, the banks don't like that because I think the banks are in a better position than, than Bitcoin holders at the moment, with as far as dollars go. You start you start making, I don't know, a USDB or uh, like a tether for USTB like a, a tether for with with bitcoin more popular and more useful i mean that's a demographic change people in this world hate demographic change they, they uh all the banks right now in fact there's a gary gensler video right now circulating around where he's talking about the, the banks really not liking the idea that that uh they not, might not be running the world the banks kind of do run the world though at the moment and they have to maintain relevance in order for this fiat system to continue. And that's part and, of that's where they fight you. And yeah, and and, and I the, think everybody who's buy all the Bitcoin maximalists are pretty much thinking that uh, that eventually that fight's gonna gonna be where Bitcoin wins. I think you have. Will. If you have any bit of Bitcoin, and when Bitcoin gets worth a million dollars of Bitcoin, then you're going to be rich. You're going to be one of those that, you know, all the, the, the value shifts to. All the rich people will become poor. All the poor people become rich. Well, just the, the different people will, will become rich. And the banks don't like that. No, they, they need people. The dollar is be... tied to the full faith and credit of the United States, Mr. Zorro Gala. And that's, that's all it's tied to. Which means if they choose to pay you off, then they will. That's that's literally what they say. The full faith and credit of the United States. Uh, it 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 has value because the United States is still around. Well, and the United States happens to have its its fingers in everything, so they can make your life shit in hell if if you continue to depend on the dollar or use the dollar. But you need the dollar because, in fact, there's there's some commodities that are priced only in dollars. Come uh, some commodities around the world, huh? We 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 started talking about that about six months ago. the The rest of the world is starting to open up to accepting other currencies on a pretty regular basis for things like oil and uh, other commodities that are being traded globally. Mm -hmm. Um, it could, it could very well be that in the near future, the dollar is simply one of five different things and whatever's stronger at the time is going to be used. Um, I, I think, I think you're not going to see anything other than Bitcoin, uh, taking on that role. And I know, I know poor crypto view over here is probably losing his mind. Um, I, think, I think XRP, you guys have, have convinced me over the last year and a half that XRP will probably play an important role in world banking. But I don't think you're going to see it being at the forefront. Well, of, XRP, in my opinion, is, XRP, in my opinion, is not going to be money. It's going to be something used to facilitate money transfer, in mm -hmm. which case that might be useful kind of like I'm, I'm trying to think things that facil facilitate um 
you know, actual physical item transfer like trucks have value. So, you know, it, if you have XRP, then you will be able to facilitate money transfer. So people will want it. But then again, so is an exchange. An exchange would be facilitating money transfer, but you need to get the XRP. Well, um, it's going to depend on adoption, too. So if XRP is going to be the transfer of value there for retail, they're going to need to convince people it's better than Western Union. On the commercial well, that's side, easy to do. <laughs> they're going to have to convince businesses that it's easier to transact over the XRPL or for whatever they're using. Or There's been a lot of talk about an XRP stable coin that can be used for that. But here's, here's the, the other side of that, right? Because of the complexity of at least what I know a limited amount about, the U.S. tax code, they're going to have to come up with a back end to support that before it can be fully adopted by business. Because if if you set up a business today they, they using have that. XRP, okay, they, but it, Ripple has that. Yeah, that's what Ripple sells. ODL. Yeah, but it's 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 not. I, I don't think I don't I, think I, I don't think, I don't think you know I don't think you know enough about Ripple's business for the for the last who knows how many years. XRP is just a component of 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 or is just XRP is just a, a crypto that is used by by the Ripple business. The Ripple I, business does do that. They they provide the service that that you're talking about. I understand that competes but that with Swift and Western Union. It requires trust of businesses, which it doesn't have yet. Um, well, and there's in order two to things. Gain that trust. There's, there's two have things. To... There's two things. Um, yes, it does require some trust, but you don't need trust when you use XRP. It's kind of like saying you don't need trust when you when you buy and sell with gold, and they just happen to be a gold purveyor. Okay. So you're going to go you're going to go to a gold purveyor to get get gold transferred or you could just get the gold yourself and move it around yourself. You can trust the gold, which would be XRP. So here's in theory faz that's great, but in reality that's not the case, right? So let me give you some of my experience firsthand. When when I was out working with that company developing checking accounts. A lot of it was to um, credit unions and smaller banks, community banks. And the vast majority, vast majority, were bankers who were 67 years old, just like the way the government runs today. They have old school values they, they tell stories when you're out at their bank. You're trying to sell them an account where it's free checking, but they pay out 6% interest on that free checking account. That's the product that they had. And you're talking to an old school banker who would tell you stories about how they would take the reserves. They would These community banks that were across the street from each other, they would literally put money in a briefcase and walk it across the street to help out the other bank who didn't have enough reserves on hand. Mm -hmm. And you're telling them they they've been bankers for 40 years and you're telling them, no, no, scrap everything that you've been taught for the last 40 years and what made your bank successful and 
pay people 6% interest and don't charge them anything for the account. Do you know how hard that is? That's the the task that XRP has. These successful you mean businesses. You mean Ripple, not XRP. XRP yes. is just a token. Oh, Ripple my is... God, stop. You know what I'm talking about. So you you have you have this whatever entity that is going to convince a business who's been around for 50 years, is highly successful, has millions of dollars transferring around the world, that for the last 40 years that they own that business, they've used SWIFT and have had minimal problems other than delays, that the XRPL using XRP and whatever rails they have is way better to transfer that money. Just trust us. So I, That's I think what you're, they're going against. You're continuing to conflate Ripple and XRP. I have firsthand experience talking to these business owners. That's good to they, know. But, but the point is, you, I, I, don't, I don't gather that you have firsthand experience working with the XRPL or dealing with Ripple. So the these, point these I'm getting at. business owners don't want to deal with crypto. They're afraid of it. I, I understand. That's fine. Then it will be some, some other business owner that, that takes the first step. And those other business owners are going to be located outside the United States. And so what's going to happen is people outside the United States are going to have an easier time transferring, uh, remitting money back and forth to each other than those old bankers in the United States. And eventually they'll change their mind. Yep. Eventually. Yep. Yeah, but most of the population will continue to be the bank's consumer simply because most people don't actually want the responsibility or drive. Yep, it's fine. Yep, people like going to the banks because the banks solve problems for them. Uh, the smarter people will, will do things themselves using XRP or the smarter businesses will use Ripple and pay a whole lot less fees than they pay with, with SWIFT. And unlike SWIFT, they'll get a full accounting of where the money is, um, how it transferred, Swift, you, you send money and you hope it gets to the other bank. You, it just it's, it goes into the ether and then hopefully the messages get transferred. And if they don't, well, then they have to go somehow fix it. But then again, there's that's a very error prone process. Um, Ripple offers a service that shows you the XRP blockchain, XRPL uh, ledger, and keeps track of everything in real time. So you can get you can get the transfer in four seconds. It's going to be cheaper. That's why people overseas will do it because their regulators are fine with it. And those businesses are, are fine with it. And the people in the United States will continue to use the old way. OK, we also use the imperial numbering system and everybody else in the <laughs> fucking world uses the metric system. So right. if we're going to be like that, fine. The rest of the world will get all the money and we won't. It's that simple. So, yeah, you well, can say that all you want. It doesn't matter. It's it's the same as, as gaming that we've been through with this gaming thing. Getting traditional gamers over to the blockchain gaming, the struggles that we are, this is going to be the same thing in the real banking world. It's going to be an enormous hurdle. And it has to be simplified to, like, stupid levels. Morgan had made a comment similar to that. It has to be simplified to an almost stupid level. Yeah. to get people comfortable with it. And until that happens, crypto right now is complicated. Crypto, crypto because of this mainstream media narrative, is also confusing. It's, you know, all these bad things are happening. It's pushing people away, which is exactly what they want. What our job is, is to go in and teach them 
that it's not this horrible, volatile, terrible thing. And hopefully people who listen to us or listen to other people similar to us will eventually get to that point where they'll just dip their toes into it and and maybe start to experiment a little bit with it and see what it's all about. That's all we can, I think, hope for at this point. Well, uh, we're still early. I mean, this is, this is, it just shows that the parts of the world that, that are currently dealing with banks are just not up to speed yet on crypto. Um, the United States regulators are trying their best to outmaneuver crypto before the rest of the world or the people in the United States adopt it. And they're doing that on the behalf of the banks and the, the big remittance companies and stuff like that. Because these companies, these old school people that you're talking about, they have a lot of pull. It's, it's, they make money doing things the old way. They're per perfectly positioned to do things the old way. So, okay, yeah, that'll work, that'll work for them. They have no reason to change. They will fight you. In fact, it's worth it for them to spend money to keep doing things the old way, just like every other old system out there. But what's going to happen is it's going to start changing really slow, and then it's going to start changing really fast. And then all of a sudden, everybody's going to be using um, Ripple products or just XRP on its own. All of a sudden, and those old people will be like, "What the what the fuck just happened?" And then they'll start, <laughs> and then they'll start claiming conspiracy and all that shit. That's part of yeah. the fighting too. <laughs> it it. I, I still think we're probably five to ten years out before even small adoption takes place on that on a on a on a scale that can be measured. There's always going to be early adopters. There's always going to be maybe some of these young millennials who are starting their companies now, and in two or three years, they'll adopt that program. If you if you cracked open a traditional website today, um, and you were selling books let's say, and you did crypto only as payments for those books. How many people you think are going to buy those books? So, okay, that's, that's a good question because what you're talking about isn't always an alternative to a dollar. It's also an alternative to a coupon. So let's use Amazon just for shits and giggles and say Amazon will sell you books for crypto only. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that Amazon will make use of their immense size, but just they're just a company. Um, well, so if you can't get dollars into crypto, they'll make it so you can earn crypto because they have dollars in crypto. And they'll say, OK, well, if you if you sell us your your information, if you if you you, you let us put cookies on your machine or you let us watch your your uh, your purchases, you can earn so many Bitcoin a day. Um, we'll give you 0 0.0001 Bitcoin a day for each transaction you make that we can read. So they can give value to crypto by selling, by, by you, you uh, selling things to them for that crypto. Uh, stores do this right now for uh, uh, loyalty points and so on. There's a whole industry called the loyalty industry, product loyalty industry. I worked for it for a long time. Um, so, they all each have their own sets of loyalty points and coupons and whatever. So if you don't, if you can't get cash into crypto, you can get coupons into crypto. You simply just say you can earn these coupons. Oh, look, we just gave you crypto for it. 
after a while, then everybody's going to find out that that crypto is worth something, and then you'll be, be able to start buying it eventually. What's this? Why would banks use something that prov promotes unbanking and banking unbaked? Uh, unbanked? Banking unbaked? Ripple is not there just to work with banks, but to replace them. Actually, that's that's incorrect. Ripple fills a hole in the banking system. Right now, banks, when they do remittances, they use SWIFT. They, they, go, to, they go to SWIFT. They, they use SWIFT as a product to transfer money from one bank to another overseas or something like that. That's the hole that Ripple <clears throat> fills. It takes days for money to get uh, to, to other countries. Uh, Ripple, Ripple can do it within minutes. Um, Ripple, Ripple, uh, Ripple and XRP would not replace banking services such as loans and you know mortgages and other banking products like that. So banks can still do that. That's what banks do best is their banking services. They extend credit to people and then and then they make money on the credit. It doesn't matter what they extend you credit on. It could be in bitcoins or it can be in dollars. It could be whatever. If you can buy a, a house for Bitcoin, then a bank will extend Bitcoin to you. It does, you don't have to you don't have to get it into a dollar. So there's there's always going to be a credit system uh, that 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 banks will be able to will need to extend you. That's fine. That's what they do best. They do service. Banks do services. So with those services, there's other services you can get from NerdNode. NerdNode.io will host your nodes so that you don't have to worry about them. Those nodes can go over there at 15 minutes. You provide them some simple information. They get them up and running so you don't have to worry about it. Just sit back, collect those tokens. $25 per month per node. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. They'll walk you through the process. It's simple, it's painless, and you don't have to worry about collecting those tokens every day. Nerdnode.io. Tell them Faz Radio sent you. Good job, Mr. Titan. So what do you think about what I just said about banks providing services that, uh, that has nothing to do with crypto, and that's why crypto won't replace banks? Well... The perception of the bank is is ever evolving, right? Banks have been struggling now for probably a good good 10 years to be able to find products to keep people there. And I want to say, what, three years now? We've been getting less than 1% on any asset that you so, put okay. in a bank. So banks are having problems on their own even without crypto even without crypto. So what they're going to have to do, so part of, if you've noticed, we've talked about this, like Nexo, BlockFi, all these places that they, quote, shut down and they won't let you stake, they were offering ridiculous rates of return. The banks couldn't compete with that, so that was a problem. So they, they started attacking these other services. Um, granted, not all of them were on the up and up anyway. They were rehypothecating your money. Big mess. Okay. Aside of that, though, these these banks, they they have to create new ways to keep people's money or keep people interested in keeping their money there. And the best they've come up with 
in the last few years are these reward checking accounts where they'll, they'll pay certain rewards in music or Apple credit or what. I mean, it's like gimmicky almost what they'll offer you to, to keep your money there, to give them that direct deposit. The loans on the other side are, are getting tougher and tougher to get. Um, well, isn't you have, okay. So that's, that's interesting. Um, that has everything to do with the current U.S. dollar system. Uh, just imagine what they could do if they loaned you Bitcoin, which has nothing to do with uh, with the printing of U.S. dollars. Well, uh, are they gonna are they gonna loan you Bitcoin to buy a house? Who's gonna take Bitcoin? There's not many people yet that are gonna take Bitcoin for their house. Ten years from now, it might be the norm. But today, they don't have a use for it. They're, these old school bankers and these, these large banks are going to go, you know what? Why am I going to buy 100,000 Bitcoin to put in here to loan out to people? Nobody wants to, to use that Bitcoin right, for right. anything. I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's, it pro products are going to have to eventually kind of build up over time. The things that it, you can buy with Bitcoin. Well, it, it has to gain that that adoption from people. People have to demand it and they have to want it. There has to be a creation of you and me saying, no, I don't care if you're going to give me $200,000 for my house. I, I, I want 10 Bitcoin for my house and I'm not going to settle for your money. So that's, that's a ways off, I think. And that's actually what the U.S. government is the most afraid of. Right. Um, I have a feeling that right now you can do you could buy houses for Bitcoin in El Salvador. Oh, absolutely. So and there's, there's as three, I think, up now three countries, countries, countries that, that are doing that. So as fine as other countries start adopting Bitcoin as an alternate means of, of legal tender, that will increase. So uh, there is there is use for that. In fact, it'll it'll increase in an exponential fashion. So right now it's three countries. Next year, it could be six countries. The year after that, it could be 12 countries and so on. Agreed. Um, so getting off of the banking, because we could we could sit here all night and talk about banking. Another big, big announcement, I guess, this week is the assertion by Mr. Gensler doubling down on his statement that basically everything other than Bitcoin, is considered a security, which immediately roped in the ETH conversation. And there were some interesting debates over the course of the week because you can, you can quite literally argue ETH being a security both ways very well. Um, but this is the first time that it, it wasn't excluded before Gensler had said, you know, everything except Bitcoin and maybe <coughs> Ethereum are securities. Now it's just Bitcoin. So what do you think about that? I think he's he's just uh, he's just going after. Well, he, he's he's never that I'm aware of included Ethereum in the uh, in being accepted exempted from securities. He's only ever said that Bitcoin is is not yes, a security. Yes, but he he would always preface it with maybe Ethereum. Now that that caveat. Well, he's, he's not contradicting himself. Um, you know, I think I think that the U.S. government has been looking for ways to to uh, go after these coins. 
they might think that if see the thing is I, I what i told you last night is once you call something a security you're, you're there's somebody to go after it's centralized that means the u.s government has determined it's centralized and then they they know who to sue okay who the fuck are they suing well you could say that they're they're going to sue Ethereum's foundation that that develops code until someone else develops code, so they can go take out Vitalik Buterin. But then pe other people are going to add to the Ethereum block, uh, the the Ethereum code base. So, yeah, they can do that, and they could really. I think that's a delay tactic. If a coin is sufficiently decentralized, calling it a security isn't going to do dick to it. Well. You, it's just going to scare people away from using it, maybe. But Ethereum is used by so many people right now on 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 in the world that I think they're going to have a hard time going after a company and shutting it down. They won't be able to shut it down. You you people conveniently forget that Ethereum had a pre mine and an ICO. And 80% of the original tokens were basically granted out to a handful of people. That immediately, this could be a situation like the, the Ripple case, where it used to be a security, but now it's not. Well, they could, they could go after those people that have all those coins or whoever distributed the coins, but the, but the damage is done. The genie is already out of the bottle. So, yeah, they go after all the coins and they burn them or they take them. The coins are just going to, well, the remaining ones will just go up in value. What be shit? Well, it if they shut down Ethereum, every shit coin on Ethereum goes down with them. Uh, okay, so you, you just made a false premise, which is if they shut down Ethereum, how are they going to do that? What do you mean, how are they going to do that? I don't think that I could say that any more clearer and, and <laughs> than I just did. They How are they going to shut down Ethereum? They have validators now. They're proof of stake. Yeah, they and, can uh, easily. Who's running those can... validators? Who's running those? Mostly exchanges. Okay, so what about the remaining ones? See, that's Not that's the many. thing is you're going to have to get, go go smack down. You're going to have to play whack a mole to go smack down every one of those because as long as there's even a few validators left the blockchain's going to run how are they going to find them all so yay they they knocked the exchanges out the exchanges aren't running the whole blockchain they're just one of many okay validators are far more centralized than proof of work nodes I, i'm i'm trying to tell you I, I think it's fruitless but okay it okay so you have you have your North Korea will just spin up a whole bunch of validators. Then, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Other people can just react to that and and just start running it on fucking screensavers on their computer. It, it, it could be. It could get to a point where they can shut those down, and the plug can be pulled. They obviously pulled the. You could, you could say that of work to you could say that with the, you could say that with Bitcoin also yeah you get enough people uh, uh, together enough miners together if you own enough miners to run a 51 percent attack then you could own the blockchain you could fork it yourself the problem there is you don't need somebody else can then, then just it. fork the blockchain again so I mean ethereum classic would then with all of its miners become more valuable again if you had ethereum classic that and ethereum went down you're doing great 
So you're and not going to get away could, from that. That you're, is you're not going to get away from that. That's out there about that is that Ethereum Classic could make a comeback. Whoopee. Because you're, if they if they if they what? corner ETH itself with its proof of stake as not a security, gonna. nope, not going to happen. So I, good luck with know, that. I, I, I'm not so simply sure. saying the words, but it could happen. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Just like you, you again. The U.S. government could eventually could run enough uh, uh, Bitcoin miners to, to control 51 percent of it. That is until some idiot forks the Bitcoin blockchain and they have to start over. See how that works? <laughs> that it the whole concept of forking is what prevents any one entity from controlling something. So if what you said is right about Ethereum and the, the validators, somebody will just fork it or go to something that's that's uh, that's more recognized like Ethereum Classic. Problem solved. That's how it gets so it gets out of this 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 prerequisite that you have here. No, well, but not really, because all these contracts that are written on ETH today will not be valid on Ethereum Classic. They won't be valid on any of these forks that come out unless somebody can fork it two days before it. before a fifty one percent attack. So, I mean, you, you can fork it at any point. You want to keep all those contracts, just fork it from yesterday, from the day before the U.S. government can, takes control of it. Problem solved. I mean, th this is, again, that is the killer feature of, of blockchains is it can be forked. And you just need a bunch of people like everybody to recognize it. And they will once they see that the U.S. government has control of that blockchain. We could always buy uh, Bitcoin Satoshi's vision. Well, yeah, Craig Wright would be very happy <laughs> if it's if it's uh, if it's if it's if it's the better product, then it will win out. But it's it's just a yet another copy of Bitcoin. Bitcoin's been forked a half a million god million times. They have they have some pretty ridiculous Bitcoin ones. I was reading a tweet thread. There's there's literally like thirty different versions of Bitcoin that people run. Dogecoin is a fork of Bitcoin. Yep. So okay. So if if Bitcoin somehow gets taken over in one of the forks and, and there's no main recognized fork, people just move to another coin to, to transfer value, one that's stronger at, at, at being uh, at fighting off uh, government intrusion. And then the whole process starts again. It's just a what game. Of, think? It's a whack-a-mole with one blockchain and it's whack-a-mole with multiple blockchains. Do you think that chains like Solana who have all these issues with shutting down, do you think they survive? Well, it's like asking if VHS survives very well. It depends on who's behind it. If, if a lot of rich people are behind Solana, they will simply make it work. Um, the question is, are how many rich people are behind Solana versus rich people behind Bitcoin? I think there's probably more money in Bitcoin. Uh, but yes, yeah, Solana could work for, I mean, blockchains work for their own reasons. If it's down, it's down. It's it's like you buying an inferior product. How many how many cars uh, brands of cars out there suck? You know, people buy them all the time. Uh, you just have you have an effective marketing strategy. You could you could promote your coin pretty well. I read today the the final thing on big blockchain news. HBAR got attacked, and apparently the liquidity pools. There was a problem with the contracts, the bridging contracts, 
for uh, liquidity pools of HBAR, and a whole, whole bunch of people lost a great big amount of HBAR. It appears the weakest link in all of this is the bridges. We're seeing bridges pop up because people want to be able to, to swap tokens between different chains and want that flexibility. And, and everybody's favorite, most people who listen to us, the, the Gala Bridge, right? There's a reason it doesn't work, and it's probably along those same lines. They can't keep it secure. Do you think the bridging helps or hurts crypto? Well, if, if bridging doesn't work, they can use other methods to, to get money across. They could they could do like side chains and, and I mean do what uh what what's that what Flair wants to do. You don't you don't bridging is just one method. And if bridging has a fundamental design flaw to it, then something else will come up to replace it. I'm not too worried about technology uh being you know people like oh this is this is a this, this totally destroys crypto no somebody could just introduce another feature and solve that problem that quick so general kaizen pulls up a good point here how many people would be interested in if it doesn't make you money well making money is not a primary source right you can go out and sell drugs tomorrow and make money you can go out and turn yourself into a hooker and make yourself money it's it's what you have to tolerate in order to make that money you know you have a day job that that pays you however much it pays you is that money that you get from that day job worth giving up eight hours of your life for so with these with these adoptions general they have to be worth it. And that's, it's different for every person. Somebody might be really happy making $40,000 a year in a job and somebody else is wasting their time at $40,000 a year. Same with these blockchains. If you can, if you can stake, if you can work a liquidity pool, if you can trade, if you can do things that are going to make you money, that doesn't necessarily make it the most attractive thing in the world. All right, I have about 15 minutes left, then I have to go pick up groceries. Awesome. So we're going to have to, we're we, going to have to, uh, we got about we, 10 we minutes had, left. We had CryptoView hijack us with a, with a great XRP talk last week. Um, so with with open mic or open thoughts or open questions that you want opinions on, shoot them into the chat or let us know you want to you want to come and tell us something important. Um, and you got 15 go minutes. Ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead. Wrap that wrap that part uh, and fold that into the mix. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, I did want to want to get an opinion from you, Faz. Make it quick, sir. Well, while we're waiting for people who, who have something that they might want to say, let's assume for a moment that, uh, that NFTs become a thing, right? Meaning you NFT your documents, you NFT your house, you NFT your car. Um, do you think that that pulls value from 
having like a Bitcoin as a monetary standard or an no. XRP as a monetary standard. Why not just have products that are NFTs? You can do both. You can do that too. Um, so NFTs are not money. NFTs are encapsulated value that is not money. A con like a like a, a title for your house could be an NFT. Um, you can you can have the NFT as the actual title and then a, a paper printout as a copy of it. So which one's the legal one? See, there's the problem. If your wallet gets hacked, that has your house deed on it, just like people get their hey, think stuff about, think about this. all the time. Think about this. Think about this. So you have a let's say you have the deed to your house. Say you own your house free and clear. You have a you have a title for your car. And someone steals that title. Or better yet, if somebody photocopies it, it. We all know that that's not the real one. It's the one that, mm -hmm. you know, with, with the with the with the, the, the little watermark on it and stuff like that. But what if they steal the actual title? Well, the blockchain is basically the recording office. And you holding the title is basically your wallet. So if they take the actual title, you you'd then have to um, you you'd have some recourse to say, well, recording office, they stole my copy of the title. And the, the recording office would say, okay, prove that you are Titan or prove that you are Faz. You show them the documentation, they'll issue you another title. Problem solved. Well, same thing with the blockchain. If, if, they, if, um, if they hack your wallet and take your actual title, um, there are still real estate laws that are required to sell a house. That, um an NFT title is a convenience. It's like here's the actual here's the actual NFT transfer that he's he's got the he's got the whatever. But if you can prove that it that laws were not followed in the transfer of that NFT, guess what? You still own the house. Uh, somebody's stealing it from your wallet. It's not going to matter. They're going to say, "Where's this document that's been filled out? Where's this?" I used to work in the the, the mortgage industry. There's like 27 god million documents that you have to fill out to buy a fucking house. Um, when I last time I bought my house, I had a stack of papers like this. I and they told they gave me a pen. They told me just to sign, and they just yank papers out from underneath my hand, read the paper, and then I just keep signing in the same spot over and over again. Well, the point is, there's all those papers required. Um, those papers are still required to transfer a house, even if you have an NFT for a title. So, then what's the so, point of the NFT as a title? The same point is the title in your fucking hand. It's to make things easier. If you show people the title, you're like, hey, I'm the owner. But if somebody else comes and disputes you and says, no, I'm actually the, the owner, they're going to say, great, let's look at the, the, um, the, 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 what do you call it? The, the city's, uh, accounting books. Let's go, let's go look at the, uh, what all these paperwork, what all this paperwork points to. Show me that you followed all the laws in transferring this house. If you didn't follow all the laws, it ain't your house. If, even but if it you defeats the, the purpose of the NFT. That's kind what of no, no. It's kind of where what's the where what's I the purpose of a what's that? the purpose? No, no. What's the purpose of a driver's license? A driver's license is to pull out a card to hand to a cop or to hand to somebody at a store to identify you. Okay. What's the real purpose of it? Well, it's it's to make sure that you're able to legally drive. So. It's very possible to fake a driver's license and to fool a bartender or to fool a cop even if you fake a license. Great, that's fine. But if somebody else comes along, say say um, somebody faked your license, they got they got thrown in jail 
or or no, they they got they got uh, the police started going after them, but they got away. They come to your house and find you. You're going to use other means to to say somebody must have stolen my license because I wasn't there. Let me show you all the this this stuff. So it's the same thing as you having a regular license, as you having a regular title. It's just electronically, it's it's, it's an electronic form, so that's easier to do common things with it. You want to get a mo you want to get a loan on your house. You might need to show the deed. You you want to you want to get a loan on you want to um, get a loan on your car. You might need to show your title. Great. Let's send him the NFT. Let's send him uh let's send him my wallet with the NFT. You can see that. Yep, that's that's Titan. Great. You're solved. Not everybody's going to have an exact copy of your NFT. Probably nobody, because there's a hash. So they NFTs would, are just they would have to find a way to split it somehow to where you had two copies of that that pointed two hashes sure that, that Whatever. pointed together that's that's where where you'd have to do it so you could keep one at a registered office right at a registered government you, you office. don't even need to do that and you, you just have the certified just need, copy no. of that nft no you don't even need that you, you just do. need no. Because if you have to prove with papers, there's no point in having no, an no, NFT. You don't need a, a second copy an NFT of an NFT to prove that you have the first copy. You simply need a ledger transaction, a blockchain transaction. That's it. They see the transaction where you picked up the NFT. They see the transaction where you lost it. And then you and then you just simply say, this. when I lost this NFT, it wasn't done legally. House is still yours. Car is still yours. So... You're 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 just talking around in circles. There's they're just so, using something else besides a piece of paper. If you if you get that NFT jacked, right? You mark it as stolen. You have two choices, two two roads to go down from this. Do you allow the blockchain the permissions to pull that back to you that original NFT or do you have the authority to burn that other NFT and reissue the Neither. original NFT to Neither. you? Neither. So then, you if, no, neither. You simply you just say my, that it's stolen. My house. Well, you simply you just say my house. it's stolen. You simply How? just say that it's stolen because you control the wallet. Once you control the wallet and you say that it's stolen, guess what? Now everything's thrown in doubt. The guy who has the NFT has to prove that that he owns your house or has to prove that you have your car. You go through all that all that trouble. Just like if somebody were to steal something else that was really important to you, like your birth certificate, you're going to have to go through the trouble to get another one issued. Great. Right. You have to get another one issued. Sure. Why not? So who's going to be it. the authority that issues that new NFT to you? The first authority, me, the, the, the authority that issued it in the first place. Okay. Which when is when you get a deed for your house, is it issued by your country, your state, or a company? If it's issued by a company, then it's been enabled. It's, it's, been, it's been empowered by a country or a state to issue it to you. So you go to the company or country or state, and then you get a fuck another one, and then they'll have rules. They'll be like, okay, Titan, prove that you're Titan. And you're like, well, it, it got stolen. Okay, fine. Prove that the transaction was, was wrong. Great. Here's all my documentation. Somebody just yanked it out of my wallet. So you're, you're, you're trying to give NFTs much – you're using a straw man argument. You're trying to give NFTs a lot more value than they have when all you no. need them to be is a stand-in. I'm I'm trying to say they don't have a lot of value. For oh, they the have a world they use. have a ton of value. The ton of the the value is where it's easier to to prove that you own something. Just like a, but if an you have to have a paper backup, what's the point? You don't need. 
fuck paper, okay? You don't need a paper backup of anything. All you need is the fucking ledger transaction. You argued that. You show. You said you show the papers that, that you have. The, the papers title. make things easier. Okay, so say you didn't have your license, but you still can drive a car. Now, of course, there's a lot of states out there that says, well, you must produce the license on demand. But you can you can simply you can simply say, hey, policeman, how about you and me go to the uh, state recording office and look where I came in and applied and passed a test to get a driver's license? That's way yeah. time intensive and laborious. So that's why you have a fucking card. It's a fucking piece of paper which you can lose, or you can have it on the blockchain in which you can just show it to people. I remember hearing, and I think we talked about it a little bit, that Apple was supposed to be introducing driver's licenses on Apple Wallet. So you're saying the same goddamn I thing if, I am. That, Great. I wonder Except if that they're... ever, ever transpired into anything. Except, okay, great, fine. They have a database. They have a proprietary database that's going to hold copies of, 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 of things so that they can, they can put it in their wallet. Great. I'm saying do it with a fucking blockchain. That way, that way Apple won't be responsible. Um, all right, let's, let's wrap up with, with, Zorro, because I do have a comment on this. At the end of our conversation yesterday, Faz, I brought this up. Um, five so minutes. Zorro, Make it quick. Yeah. So Zorro, I, I watched the play test, and I watched the one where Bitbender was on it, and I watched it for probably 20, 25 minutes, and I did not see anything new in, in that game that wasn't there when I played TWDE the last time, can you share either via text or, or whatever, what's different with this play test versus the other play test that we were in before? What, what has been added? What's been changed? What is different about TWDE now versus before? Because I didn't see anything. I'm interested in that. I, I haven't played it yet. I haven't done the new play test yet. I think my Riggles still handle it. It handled it last time. I and and I don't know if they opened this up to the Max. I got my new Mac. I don't know how to take a screenshot on, but I might be able to play TWDE on it if I can get in there. What do we got here? When Faz leave, we wow. stick the Titan. <laughs> wow. That's a that's a Titan apologist for you right there. <laughs> no, see see the, the thing is Zoro didn't so play the first test. We we had um we we have Faz and I have different different measures. I, I am I am one thousand percent you know, let's let's not screw the community over, and and I get all worked up about that, and and Faz does unfortunately try and defend whoever I'm picking on, and if I'm picking on Gala, he automatically takes the position to defend Gala. So some of it, uh, what I can tell you is that it, even though I call him a dirty Gala apologist. Uh, he he has his own issues with Gala, which he can talk about on his own. But it's mainly because 
uh, I'm just picking on Gal and he can't stand to see somebody picked on. Just well, like I can't stand seeing the community picked on, so I, I go ass well, wild. Not only, on, not only that, we got to have opposing views here, okay, for this to be exciting. <laughs> if both of us agreed all the time, what the fuck is this? this we, we call that a circle jerk. So, so yeah, I mean, for I appreciate the love, don't get me wrong, but Faz, <laughs> Faz is not uh some kind of enemy of the state he's he's trying to to fight for gala while they're not present just like we all try and fight for the community he's he's just trying to so a okay of, a lot of so that love if if titan were to fight for gala all the time you'd probably see me saying worse things about gala so i mean it's <laughs> you're not going to have a show where both of us both agree with stuff all the time so yeah, so so show Gala love in the comments, and you'll see Faz. Bring no, no, out the it's going to have to go for a while because at first <laughs> I'm going to say I told you so, and then after that, then eventually when you don't shut up about it, I'll be like, well, wait a minute, you're you're just giving Gala the, uh, a job for no reason. Well, no. So when when uh, when when we had guests on from Gala, I was I was full of love because I don't want to disrespect anybody ever. I'll argue with people. I'll debate with people. I'll tell them they're full of shit. But I don't ever want to be like disrespectful. So, Faz used to to raz me. You know, oh, you did a great job sucking Bitbender's dick when he was on the interview, and then you turn around and motherfuck him fifteen minutes later. Yeah, well, no, I don't want to be ever be disrespectful to a guest on the show. But uh, yeah, I'll take issue, and I I've pushed him harder than anybody, and I'll I'll stand up and 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 fight for what I feel is right. And Faz feels the same way, but he just doesn't like seeing no defense of someone when we're picking on them. And it goes with so, other things too. I mean, if, if, um, if Titan is saying something that I don't agree with regarding blockchains and NFTs and so on. Stop eating those cookies and I'm not eating cookies. I'm chewing gum. This is gum, man. <laughs> See, orbit gum. There you go. Uh, this this is this is not a product placement. <laughs> I'm out of cookies. <laughs> That's the only reason you're not eating. Them. Speaking of cookies and gum, I have more at the grocery store that I need to pick up. Yes. The last thing I will say, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them a tease. I'm gonna give them a a special leak. Um. I will be joining. Faz and Forged in Crypto in studio for a special uh, FazCast that we're going to do in April. I am, I am going to go up to the Pacific Northwest for a few days, and I'm going to visit with Faz, of course, and Forged in Crypto, and we are absolutely going to be in the Forged in Crypto Black Harp Studios Doing some faz casting. Doing faz stuff. Um, yeah, I I wanted to do that last year, and then right when I went to go book it, the plane fares like round trip were going to be like damn near a thousand dollars plus you know hotels. And I said no, hell no. This year the plane fees are much more reasonable, so I have my dates booked, and it's going to be uh, tax weekendish. 
that that area, like right around the 18th, 19th, 20th, I'm going to book my tickets this weekend. So you will be getting some special additional Fazcasts with the three of us live in studio. And I'm sure, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe we can convince Betty to come up too. <clears throat> Betty Orbe, get her right. back from Texas. Yes. All right. So apparently some people have responded <laughs> on the TWDE play test. In, oh, did they? In the okay. chat. But... But you can go look at the chat. Let's not steal anybody's thunder because I gotta go, man. Gotta get some food. Yeah, you do. You gotta get your get your food and so forth. I so played no. the first play test and I liked it. And I didn't think I would. I I motherfucked TWDE saying it was stupid, oh. and I played it and I I actually enjoyed it. Okay, um, I'm go I'm gonna start doing uh, that because it's, <laughs> it's all right. Time so to I, go. let's exit. Guys, thanks for joining us tonight. We will see you Thursday and Friday next week. You do not want to miss Thursday and Friday next week. Both shows are going to be kick-ass. That's a promise for me. Right, let's quickly write up a, a banner for that. How's that? Uh, I'll write it. Do not miss next week, Thursday or Friday. I like that idea, Zorro. We'll we'll come up with something that'll be that'll be epic. Maybe we'll do some live street walking too. <laughs> Not that way. Live street walking? What the hell? <laughs> you know, like live. <laughs> you're gonna be doing. You're gonna be street walking. <laughs> Nate Nate mentioned his new building and everything on the cast. So maybe we can walk by and we can do a live from the new building and show what he's building. Okay. Cool. Um... <laughs> this has been. A Love it. Hey, okay. Faz, thanks for entertaining it tonight as well. Peace out.